The first thing that I want to know, where does the name Imani come from? Imani means faith in Swahili, that East Coast African language. And it's one of the principles of Kwanzaa. And when Valerie first had the idea of the group, we're all original members, but when Valerie first had the idea of the group, she decided she was going to name it after this. It was the last principle of Kwanzaa and kind of one of the most important. And she thought, well, you know, this I have the faith to start this group now, so I think faith will keep me going throughout this whole thing. That's Toya Spellman. She's the oboist in Imani Wins, the ensemble that is now holding a chamber music festival, actually in its fourth year, with performances at Christ and St. Stephen's Church and Bryant Park in New York, a day-long symposium at the Manus School, master classes, and an emerging composers program. Miriam Adam, clarinetist in Imani Wins. What's the primary goal of the festival? Well, the festival is a festival in the true definition that we want to present concerts. We want to celebrate being in residence here in New York City and being at Lincoln Center. It really helps that. But we are also educators. So there is an academy and institute component to the festival, and we celebrate that. And we have an incredible array of students that come from all over the world and perform throughout the festival. But of course, having a festival, just like anybody else, it's a great opportunity to present collaborations that we are doing currently or that we just plan for, especially for for the festival. So that's what the opening concert's going to be with Lara St. John. And our symposium day is also going to have a lot of incredible guest artists, Zodiac Trio, Project Trio. And so the point is to really show New York City what is this new face of chamber music and, and the new faces of classical music right now through our eyes. Yeah, I think there's a lot of inspiration that we've amassed over the 16 years that we've been together. And I think that inspiration, we wanted to share that with the next generation of musicians. Because a lot of times when you're in school, they teach you how to play orchestral excerpts. And they teach you so you can win a job in an orchestra. But they don't really teach you how to keep the love for music going. And that's kind of what started, this is kind of Valerie's brainchild, this festival. We've mentioned Valerie twice now. That's Valerie Coleman. She is the founding flutist in Imani Winds, and she's out for a while, um, but you've found someone to come with you and, and help you along. How has that process been? Yeah, she's uh, maternity leave, and you know, Imani Winds got started kind of early in everybody's life. So as a, a, a staunch New Yorker, we as women wait and wait and to start families. Um, <laughs> But uh, it's it's okay because we have met, um, Sato Mugalian, who's an incredible flutist and also no stranger to the chamber music and, and New York music scene. And she's also somebody who's steeped in um, many different styles of music, which is something that is important to us and for our repertoire and to be able to just jump in. And uh, that's not the only family leave situation you have impending in Imani Winds. Is that right? Right. <laughs> our, our bassoonist is also pregnant, <laughs> and they are actually due two days apart from each other. <laughs> So it, it's a testament to women living together in harmony in that we, we are very much literally joined in a way that we don't understand at right. this point. Right. Um, and so you're going to make another substitution or you're going to suspend activities for a little bit? How are you handling this as a group, especially with a five-member ensemble, four of whom are women? Yeah, Imani Wins doesn't stop. It's it's the train that keeps going. So, no, we, we have temporary substitutes. And, again, throughout our career, we've been able to come across other musicians who have uh, who are like-minded or have become like-minded in the sense that they want to always be um, not just playing the standard 
quintet repertoire. So we we have substitutes, and, and in, with each one, it's kind of like a new friendship. It brings so many new aspects to it, and Imani Wins grows from each of those little experiences. It keeps you on your toes in a way, too. Yeah, I think you can't stop growing, like Miriam was kind of saying. You can't stop moving forward, and maybe we will have to slow down. I mean, on, obviously, we'll have to slow down a little bit with two people out, out at the same time, but we'll just think smarter. We'll just be smarter about it, and uh, it'll be great.
Um, you've decided to set this festival in New York City. When people think of summer music festivals, they think of forests and sylvan beauty and getting out of town. But you've decided to put this in the heart of New York City. Uh, why that decision? Well, definitely because we are fueled by our urban backgrounds. And I think that brings a, a completely different vibe to a summer festival. This isn't the kind of place where you're coming to rest. This is the kind of place where you're coming to absorb and be inspired at a very frenetic uh, pace. We're, we're working hard every day for you, and you will work hard for us at this festival. And the, and the audience members, I think, will feel that too. I think it's important to have an urban audience to listen to the music that we're performing because they have a much more, not always, but sometimes have a more sophisticated uh, view of what the music is doing and because they get a lot more stuff coming in. So everybody here is ready to be at the very highest standard of performance and of listening experience. It's encouraging to hear that you're in demand and that people are interested because we also wondered if part of the reason for this festival was to get Imani wins and wind ensembles a little more on the map as far as presenters and audiences are concerned. Is that part of your calculation? How do you figure that into the whole thing? Right. I think that has a lot to do with what Marion was just saying about compo composition. We wanted to help shape the way that wind quintet music is written for years to come. And so in order to make that happen, we added this composer's aspect to the festival so that Valerie and Jeff and other experts at wind writing like Erica Wazen, our guest this year, um, can have a chance to coach these guys and gals and, and get them really honed in and get away from what we call the fluffy side <laughs> of wind music. Uh, band music has been an amazing influence on us, and we certainly love it. But there's there's a new sound that is influenced maybe partially by what we're doing um, the, that's influenced by jazz and world as well as classical music. When you say band music, what do you mean? Oh, Sousa. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't know if it was band music or if it was sort of jazz band, big band. No, music. no, no, no. You're yeah. talking about the, the yeah, stuff that you learn in school, that you mm -hmm. growing yeah. up, the yeah, marching exactly. band kind of thing. Exactly. Um, you recently did a version of the Rite of Spring uh, release on EMI. 
Jonathan Russell was the arranger, and you've squeezed the Rite of Spring down to five <laughs> wind instruments. Mm-hmm. Um, how did the piece come about? Did you go to Jonathan Russell? Did he come to you? How'd you find the thing? We we were um, made aware of an arrangement that was already done by Jonathan of a, about a 15-minute um, arrangement of the Rite of Spring. And we got interested in it, but we realized we needed it to be a little bit longer. So Monica, our bassoonist, went and uh, worked with him to elongate it and to pick out some more sections that we thought would be interesting. And at first, it was the most audacious idea. But Imani Wins knows no fear, and we are big <laughs> um, proponents of the, you know, if you like a piece of music, then you make that music. It doesn't matter what is your vehicle of instrument. You know, you we can create um, whatever we need. For the Cafe Concert, you did a work that was written by Valerie Coleman, but because she's out um, on maternity leave, she wasn't here. It sounds very challenging, and I thought it was really wonderful the way you guys did not make any comments about Valerie or what she wrote for you while she was out of the room. I thought that was very charitable, because she does not give you guys a break in that piece, it seems to me. Remember that comment about Imani knows no fear? Uh-huh. Did she, did she put a little <laughs> she, into you? Right. I think she's been driving that bus for a while. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, again, if you, you want to always push the boundaries of yourself as a, as a musician, as an interpreter, and as an emotional artist. And Valerie has been very good in doing that. And this piece is definitely a representation of that. And Red Clay, Mississippi Delta has a great backdrop of it being about her family and moonshine and tamales coming up from Mississippi to her home in Louisville, Kentucky, and all the shouting and stories and laughing that goes on. And that's why there's so much activity in that piece. It's there's it's the whole family. It's a reunion. It's just great. Now, after all this time together, um, your chemistry has evolved. Um, your artistic focus has shifted. has to have just because you've been together. But But where have those things taken you? Where have you gone and how have you grown and how has the emphasis of the group altered over time? I think we've learned a lot through trial by fire. At the beginning of our career, we used to do a lot of children's concerts. That was kind of our vehicle into the large concert stage. People would hire us to do a bunch of residency activities in their town and we would do a, um, a main stage concert and really, through the children's concerts, we learned a, you learn a lot when you're playing for kids. Uh, you learn how to uh, connect with an audience. You learn to keep giving energy during the performance. You have to uh, communicate really well. You have to pick your repertoire really well, speak really well to them articulately. All that came to color our main stage concerts. And from there, that kind of inspiration through children and through the places we were going, we have learned to expand beyond. There, there's something about playing for kids that has that special little connection. You have to work really hard to get the energy going. And so that energy works really well with adults too. But making that into a more sophisticated thing, um, that's been our next evolution, is learning how to be sophisticated artists. So we're trying to learn now f- to learn how to go from just working hard to really inspiring people more. And so um, our manager has this phrase he uses called, uh, "You have." we're trying to go from being successful to being significant. And so we're, we're, um, we're working on that all the time uh, through excellence in playing, um, through talking a lot about what we want out of life. And I think what we've learned best is how to work with each other really well. Miriam, thoughts on that idea? Yeah, you know, one of the things that has been a 
a way to gauge wh- how this evolution has happened with us and how we are growing and constantly growing and, and you want to change how people have known you and will know you and we have played a lot abroad recently and playing for new audiences is also in a way it's it's fresh ears just you know like younger audiences and that has been also a bit of a wake up call in some ways because your ears open up when you start hearing music across you know country lines and that's been wonderful I think to regain a concept of what the wind quintet is what it can be really there's a there's a disadvantage the minute you say wind quintet the eyes glaze over <laughs> it's really a shame but then you know we have come to know that when people hear oh but no it's Imani Wind they say oh okay well, they might be doing something interesting what are they up to and so it's become a responsibility to keep interesting collaborations keep with composers that are of now that we can work with that can create the next Barber Summer Music the next Hindemith the next commission that's going to be a cornerstone of the repertoire so we take a lot of responsibility in the opportunity that we've been given. Miriam Adam is the clarinetist. Toyin Spellman is the oboist in the Amani Winds uh, Wind Quintet. Their Chamber Music Festival in its fourth year runs between July 28th and August 8th at Lincoln Center. Thank you for the cafe concert you gave us at WQXR and for this conversation, too. Our pleasure. Thank you. <laughs>